for people who lost uh, their their jobs because of the layoffs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you must also now be the most famous recruiter in the gaming industry. If you spoke to like a thousand of them, um, like everyone must know Ala Pavlova now. <laughs> no, I don't think everyone knows me, but so those people who spoke with me, yeah, so they're coming back to me saying if they get the job or if they get the interviews. I think that's this what we need to do as a recruiter. We need to help with our craft, like help people. That's <laughs> super. And I know you didn't do it for that reason, but I can see the mega, mega value or return down the line. You know, I mean, even just getting recommendations or the goodwill that all convert to really positive stuff. So, that's crazy. Folks, did you know Ala Pavlova has spoken to 1,000 um, games and games developers in 2024? Um, that was a that was basically just having free consultancy and conversations to people who basically uh, are involuntarily on the market. Gaming industry obviously has been having a very tough ride. So incredible story. We have to talk about that at some other point. I know you're going to write about it, but maybe it's a, it's a good topic for a Brain Food Live in any case. Anyway, folks, welcome everybody to Brain Food Live on Air, bringing it to you every Friday, no fail. Doesn't matter where the heck we are, um, and we're still going to do it at this time. Um, I hope you can all hear and see me okay. Apologies, firstly, for this garish lighting. I, I, I actually don't look very much better than this in real life. However, the lighting isn't helping. So um, uh, I hope you can still at least see some image that looks like Hung. Um, you can certainly see Ala. Hopefully you can see her as well. Um, and hopefully you can hear me okay as well. So let me know in the chat stream if you're watching this on Crowdcast, whether the audio and visual is okay. Um, if you're watching this on any of the social channels on LinkedIn, I think we've got a record number of people broadcasting this on LinkedIn. So if you're watching it on Juliana's channel, if you're watching this on Willem's channel, if you're watching this on whoever's channel, uh, let, let me know in the comments below whether the audio and visual is okay there. Um, let me just check what, quickly whether I'm actually broadcasting myself there. Uh, da -da, I think I saw myself very briefly. You know, LinkedIn are going to get rid of the uh, creator mode. Um, have you? Have, did you read that from Andy F earlier this morning? Um, yeah, well, apparently they're going to get rid of it. And I don't know whether that means that's the end of LinkedIn Live. Um, so it's a, it's a bit concerning because uh, that's obviously a very powerful way to distribute a conversation. But it looks like LinkedIn Live is on um let me just quickly check i can no longer see it on my mobile so that's a lot that's alarming thank you kim thank you joey people have actually uh can hear me okay all right let's get on with it fantastic stuff um well firstly welcome ala pavlova welcome back um thank you for coming and having this chat with us adam gordon by the way he's on a ski slope um and uh and in any case uh we needed more sourcing expertise for this particular show so Great to see you, Ala. Uh, for the folks who don't know you, Jonah, quickly introduce yourself. Who are you? What it is you do? Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, my name is Ala Pavlova, and I see Pavlovian happening in the, in the comments. So thank you, guys. I love the memes. Um, I'm based in the Netherlands. I'm a hands-on sourcer and a trainer, um, working in gaming, helping others. I did uh, did a lot of volunteering time for those who lost the job. So uh, if you want to talk about it please feel free to reach out. And this topic is really close to me because I have two types of people. Uh, the topic that we're going to discuss today is like the ones who are freaking out because there's a changes and it's a really like a panic uh, type of uh, posts happening and the others who say it works for me. So I would like to find today like something that's uh, in the middle. Yeah. And by the way, folks, in case um, we're going to get into this conversation very shortly, but this show is about LinkedIn X-Ray dead, dying, or what, are you probably already aware by now um, that there has been significant changes for some of you in terms of your ability to find information off-platform uh, on LinkedIn profile data using some of the tools that we, we are on techniques that we've actually been very uh, well used to by now, how to x-ray um, uh, LinkedIn on a search engine. Um, and we're basically going to use today to base, look at, kind of see it as a global town hall of everyone who cares about this topic and everyone who knows about sourcing. Uh, I know we've got five, six people already nominated to bring on, but I intend to bring more people on if you want to contribute and talk about this. Uh, I see this as like just a town hall where we as recruiters, as sourcers can, number one, discuss what is going on exactly. Number two, is this an experiment or a stage rollout? Uh, number three, do we know anything else from the ind independent sort of research we've done? And number three, what, what the implications are if 
worst case scenario, this does look like, you know, a closing off of uh, data uh, that, uh, that LinkedIn is doing. Um, uh, but anyway, before we get into that, um, we always have to thank our sponsors for uh, supporting Brave Through Live every week. Everyone, you know, some amazing company steps up and says, yes, Hong, I'm prepared to keep uh, giving you some money to help this thing keep rolling. Um, and today we've got one of our uh, really cool sponsors supporting us. It's Ashby, uh, the coolest ATS on the planet, it seems. Everyone's raving about this product. Um, and it looks like the next best thing that's coming out of that sector. Uh, but let's not uh, sort of have me talk too much about it. Why don't we bring on um, an Ashby representative and they can tell us all about it. Uh, and I'm delighted to do this because you should know this guy <laughs> because he's actually one of us. Um, it is uh, Willem Weinhans. Uh, let's see if I can bring Willem on. Um, and I love this because he's actually one of the few like TA folks. Uh, he's a sort of, uh, we were talking a, a couple of uh, days ago about you know us chatting when he was in the back base days and now he's actually gone vendor side and done wonderful work for a number of areas there so um let's bring Willem on and uh, be great to see him get his opinions actually on what's going on on this topic but also to hear a bit more about um, Ashby and why uh, he's joined it and uh, why other companies uh, should care um there he is Willem how are you doing yeah sir? yeah I'm good thanks for having me um no, obviously no worries Big, big, uh, big sorcerer by heart myself, right? So uh, this, this I know is, uh, this is why you're is, just perfect for this. I want to um, first check whether you have your your branding on point, man. Are you wearing? Are you wearing the stuff? There he is. Good. I've Lord. got everything yeah. on. I feel completely a mascot of myself, and uh, that's it. And uh, the uh, amount of sponsors that come on that fail to wear branding, I'm just astonished at that. It's like such a marketing oversight. No, no, no. Um, I even have my Ashby shoes somewhere here, so now you can't you can't see them, but like my, my you Ashby have the shoes full are somewhere kit. in the yeah 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 yeah. Well, listen, Willem, um, why don't you tell us a bit about Ashby? I mean, I think most of us know a little bit about the business, um, but probably a lot of us aren't currently users, or we haven't had the you know we're still using some other technologies. Like, why do we need new ATS, etc.? Uh, can you give us a bit of that chat? Like, uh, what what is it? What is the story behind this product? Yeah, so um, I'm early Ashby customer. I was the, one of the design partners. Um, I was very frustrated with the, uh, the status quo of what we were served by the traditional companies out there, um, mainly that I needed to buy a lot of separate tools on top of my ATS. Um, one is sourcing, kind of like the ability to outbound and sequence and do all the, all the automations, but there's also scheduling, which always was a big problem for me. Uh, doing great data analytics, I would always need to buy uh, third-party tooling or bug my, my, my data teams. And um, yeah, Ashby is basically solving all of that. So we have a state-of-the-art ATS, which has all the automation. And the great thing is that Alec can probably speak better about this, but the, she's also a customer of ours. Um, and, you know, the, the, um, the ability to, um, yeah, to do that data, the data, for me, you know, the, the ability to drive good data up to sea level and not having to do crunching in Excel and all that stuff, Really made me even more strategic to my to my uh, to my to, to to my management really. Um, so yeah, kind of loved using it so much when I was still being a head of TA um, here in the Netherlands that I joined them uh, almost two years ago now to uh, to basically lead everything Ashby EMEA. Um, and yeah, that's also why we're here today. Um, I am obviously interested in in you know meeting all of you and showing you Ashby. So. Got a pretty pretty nice deal uh, lined up for anyone that uh, that's interested in uh, in having a demo with us, um, which is for the first 50 people that sign up to a demo, um, we're gonna be able to give you 20% off, which we we basically don't discount, but 20% off on your first year um, while using Ashby, and that could be the all-in-one product, so the ATS with all of its bells and whistles, or just our analytics component, which we also sell separately on your existing ATS. So. For everyone, there's a space, and I would love to speak to you or one of my team members to speak to you. That's amazing. So, Ali, you've got to cancel your subscription straight away and then reapply. Exactly. Um, with... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, my English is not my first language. 50 or 15? No, 20, 20, 20, 20. 20. 20. 20%. No, 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 no. How many people? The first 50 people, five zero. Yeah, the first right? 50 people, yeah. yeah. Okay, guys, All right. go take it. Folks, go, 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 go. take it. What we want there's 126 people here, so... Uh, um, can I think share, we have the, 
I can share the link yet from the... Yeah, share the link into the chat stream. And what I'll do is I'll get someone to share that link across all of the LinkedIn's that are being watched right now. So I think there's, a, there's about 10 people that are also restreaming this. So I don't know how many extra people will be watching, but presumably um, uh, the, there's going to be a bunch of people there. So folks, if you are interested in checking out Ashby, the ATS everyone's been talking about, and uh, you want to get a 20% off any of the things that you might buy, um, whether it's the core product or additional products or whatever it might be, you've got a shot at doing it. First 50 that sign up actually will get access to that discount. Um, so that link's just been shared um, by Willem right there in the chat stream. Yeah. I'm going to grab that um, and I'm going to distribute it to the LinkedIn, at least one of the LinkedIn's. Folks, if you've got this as well and you want to uh, kind of... Uh, to, uh, uh, spread this out, then go ahead and punch it somewhere um, on LinkedIn and, uh, and help people get into a better ATS. Okay, cool. Willem, listen, before we let you go, um, I also yeah. want to get your take on the situation with LinkedIn. Uh, I'd be interested yeah. to know two angles. Number one, from your sourcing perspective, and number two, from a product side now, what you think the implications is. I mean, is it at the end of the day bad for sources but good for product people or is it bad for sources and bad for product people? How, 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 what's your take? So when I still was like full on sourcing back in the days, I did do a lot of X-raying, but I didn't do that much on LinkedIn. Um, I mostly did like GitHub and like the, like the, adjacent, the adjacent stuff. So for me personally, I think it's obviously not great that we are not able to search through the public uh, data anymore. Um, but I also have to say that like the, a normal search on LinkedIn nowadays is also quite powerful already. Um, so I think for me as an end user or like for sourcers, like the, 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 I, I, I see some difficulties, but I don't think they will not be able to do their job. And LinkedIn is obviously being LinkedIn. Um, they want to keep the, they want to keep the, 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 the source protected. Um, but I do think it's, is interesting for like, you know, the, the aggregators and the, the, the vendors out there, right? That's you know, they basically rely heavily on um, on aggregating the, the data through the public profiles. I think that's where a lot of sources will probably, because we all use tools like, you know, Ashby also is a, it has a sourcing component built in, right? So we, we I think the, that, the implication of kind of like the tooling and how that will be, you know, I'm not sure yet, um, you know, if, if we will be able to continue to use the third party products that we've all been using as sourcers and, and recruiters. So yep. that's a, uh, that is a, uh, that is an interesting thing. And I would love to hear from, uh, from your beautiful speakers. And yeah, we're, we're going to bring up, basically I'm going to do it in two ways. So right now this, this, this is going to be source only. So practitioner trainer, uh, coming on yeah. this time, but I think in two weeks time, my plan is to actually get the aggregators on, um, yeah. if they're prepared to share screen or together, um, we'll get them all on Let's let's front up. Like what is, how is this, uh, uh going to affect you? Um, and is it the, the, the sort of existential uh, challenge that it might well be? Um, okay, Willem, well, listen, thanks for uh, coming on screen. That's wonderful to see you. Stay with us. Um, we'll, uh, we'll love to speak to you again soon, which we will awesome. do, actually, because we're going to do a, a report show a couple of weeks down the, uh, down the line. So that's already set up, folks. So if you want to watch that, Ashby do some amazing reports in terms of what's actually going on in the marketplace. We're going to bring Willem uh, to talk about that yep. as well. So, yeah, that's um, also okay, good sourcing, cool. by the way. So that's going to be you know, could, could lay way into, into this. But anyway, have fun all. Um, I hope to see you on the demos. And uh, all right. thanks for having me. Great to see you, man. Bye-bye. Thank you, William. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, one of the greatest things uh, about Airbnb is uh, all the integrations and automations. There's something like, it could take one minute just to submit the candidates and create the campaign. So that's the reason why yeah. I started news. Yeah, I, I really like Well, it. I mean, yeah, a lot of it's one of the few products that have come into kind of play very quickly, very recently, uh, and it's got a lot of people excited. So, uh, so I, I thought the era of you know of exciting ATSs, so to say. I think I, I thought exciting that was ATS. Bit, These two things are never mentioned together. This is <laughs> what I this is what I believe, but suddenly it seems to be happening. Okay, let's bring on some of our guests. We've been waiting ages. I'm going to bring on Marcel first because I think he was the first guy to break the news to everybody. Um, so let's bring him on. But I want to bring everyone on together because, you know, we, let's just have a proper chat. Um, I think I saw Mike Santoro. Uh, is Mike there? There he and, is. Um, yeah. uh, let's bring him on. Uh, I think Irina is here. Let me just check if she is. Uh, there she is. Let's bring Irina on. There's actually a lot of people. So I wonder whether it might sort of be a bit, bit bitty on, this, on, on bandwidth. If so, we'll have to do a bit of a, a swap around. 
Um, you can kick we'll me out. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you'll be the first to go. Uh, get, get rid of Allah. No, there'll be a riot if that happened. Um, all right, we've got some of our guys on. Brilliant. Um, okay, so Marcel, great to see you. And Mike, great to see you as well. Marcel, let's go to you first. Um, can you quickly introduce yourself for you? What it is you do? Uh, Marcel van der Meer, global sourcing trainer. Uh, I seduce, uh, no, uh, sorry, I trained recruiters to search and seduce very easily. Fantastic stuff. Great to see you, Marcel. Um, and we've got um, two Irene's there, which is always Irene, a bonus, yeah. but, but, you know, it's somewhat, somehow disappointing. I don't know. You've probably got a double browser on or something, but we can also hear you twice. Let me see if I can remove one of you, but I suspect you I might end up removing you. both. Um, let's do that. Um, yeah, she's blasted off. No, she. this is one of her back. I don't know. Uh, Mike, great to see you. Uh, do you want to quickly introduce yourself? Who are you? What it is you do? Sure. Hi, I'm Mike Santoro. I'm a uh, talent sourcer at All Search Recruiting, which is a national search firm in the United States. I'm also a sourcing tool creator. I uh, created a few tools uh, for sourcers, and I just I really love X-ray sourcing. I've published a lot of articles about it, uh, especially X-raying LinkedIn. And it's a very sad day. I'm wearing black because it's sad. We need to mourn the loss of our LinkedIn X-ray. So all right, glad to so be here. Really Thanks, Hung. No worries. Really clear positioning right there straight off the bat. Um, and we've got Balash here as well. Wonderful to see you, Balash. Um, for the people who don't know you, can you quickly introduce yourself? Who are, who, who are you? What it is you do, Balash? Thank you, Hank. Thanks for inviting. Yeah, my name is Balaj, um, and I'm wearing uh, gold because it's a golden day, Mike. Um, no, just kidding. Um, <clears throat> LinkedIn X-Ray finally is that. No, just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm, I've been on sourcing for what, 20 years. Um, went through the career ladder from, you know, like building huge centers for companies. And, you know, since 2020, I'm running my own boutique consultancy. We help companies actually maximize their sourcing. We train, we consult, we do technology, a lot of good stuff. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Fantastic stuff. Okay, let's just take it from the top. I mean, the question that we, uh, this this event was set up, I think immediately after it was you, Marcel, that, I, you know, that broke the news, so to say, and I set up the event three years now, is it dead, dying or what? Have we got any confirmation as to current status? Because some people are saying, hey, nothing's changed on my side. What is the story? Does anybody want to uh, sort of uh, volunteer sort of an explanation as to why some people are seeing certain things and other people aren't? Um, let me explain this. Um, for the most of the people, they can search because a lot of the profiles are still open. So my profile is closed. Uh, my profile is closed. Your profile is also closed. Um, but a lot of profiles are still open. So if people search with the old X-ray, they can still find profile. But I prepared three, uh, three searches for you all guys, all to test if you can find anything with your, your account, with your browser, with your uh, IP address, to see if we can find anything. So I've prepared three, three searches. Check. Nice, live demo. Let's do it. Live demo. <laughs> uh, okay, so that this is from you, uh, your profile. Uh, last one, have you organized uh, one of those spring groups? Yeah, 300 notes that are your old for your old employees, employees. yeah, yeah. Um, I can find zero, but if, if anybody can find your profile with this search thing. Yeah, it's all in the chat, man. We're not showing it um, on screen, but basically uh, uh, Marcel's just shared some uh, essentially search strings. Uh, so feel free to uh, plug them into um, Google and, and then see what comes up uh, out of it. Um, so basically uh uh it's uh apparently i don't appear and i should do um and i would have done prior to this change um okay so 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 can 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 someone explain what what has happened mike do you want to give that an overview what, what's what's your take on what has occurred yeah so we, we've all been looking at this very carefully in the community and what we realized a few weeks ago that marcel brought up is that linkedin started to redact or hide information on the public profile 
The public profile is what gets indexed by Google. And that's what um, that's what LinkedIn started to kind of uh, put a put a, um, a disguise over and we couldn't see it. We thought that we were in the clear for a little bit because we started to notice that because even though the profile was was redacted visibly, the code wasn't redacted. And for a little while, there was like, okay, maybe we'll be okay because the underlying profile data was still there in the browser. But then shortly after, we all realized that all of that data has now been redacted. And when I'm saying what, what we've lost, Hung, is what we know for certain we've lost is things like work history. So job titles, the job title of their current employer, job titles of past employers, we no longer will be able to search for with, with Google, uh, with X-Ray. Um, past company names we've lost. We've lost the headline. That has been removed, redacted from the profile. We've lost the about section where people would put a lot of information about their core competencies, core skills. We've lost the education section, so we can't search anymore by like the degree they have, the major they have, when they graduated, the school they went to, the recommendation section uh, that you know had recommendations text, which was a unique way to search. So all of these really key core pieces of data um, that was able, that we were able to use to search via Google and X-ray and find relevant profiles uh, are now completely hidden, redacted, removed from the public profile. And so we have no way now to search for, for that information. So it's really making it a lot less valuable of a, of a tool to search X-ray with LinkedIn. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, uh, Balash, take your view on it. I mean, have you got anything to, to, to add from the experiments you've done since this revelation emerged? What, what have you kind of discovered? So just, you... just, right, just one thing is that <clears throat> what we see, okay, I'll try not to go too far, but what I see, you know, um, as a new behavior um, of humankind, right? Um, if you if you pay attention to to the youngsters, you know how they behave, you know how they treat data, right? I'm not talking about my age group and hung your age group, but you know, but like people in the age of twenty and you know, and even below, those people are really protective to diverse to their data privacy. And so, what I'm trying to say is that you know, like like what you see with LinkedIn, I think is it makes sense. Because, you know, because the age group, you know, the generation which are coming up, you know, like they, they don't, you know, they don't like to, to put all of their data online. Now, I'm sharing this link with you. Um, and this is something that, that Alexandra discovered. So there are multiple, there are multiple things on LinkedIn, how LinkedIn is trying to teach us how to share our public data, like how to share our data publicly. Um, and also if I, if I share you this, this link, right? Um, let me just give you these two. So what I'm trying to say is that LinkedIn will not want to lose their SEO, right? Let's, let we all have to understand this one. Like, you know, when you search for your name, you LinkedIn want, still wants your, your the first results to be a LinkedIn result. And that's basically, that's X-ray data if you wish, right? So that will stay. But what LinkedIn is trying to do is just to try to like make it more private if you want to make it more private. Now, assume that LinkedIn certainly would like to fuck off, you know, with all of the other tech providers who, who are using LinkedIn data for free. That's our assumption, right? We assume that that's why they did it. But you have to see both angles. You have to see this, you know, with the tech providers, and you have to also see like a new behavior of, of the users who need more privacy, you know, who wants to make sure that, you know, that they are, they are like, like digital profiles are, protected and you know and saved and they can they can control what they share with the world. Now that's my take, you know, like for now, like this is a starting point. Um I know it's not a sourcing aspect, but I think you know sometimes we make a mistake that we only see the word via the sorcerer magnifying lies and we don't really understand the whole picture. That's the whole picture. And that's why I think it's important to talk about all of these aspects. Yeah, really, really important point. I mean, um, I think and just to restate what I think Balash is commenting on there, um, the um, uh, the information we're getting from LinkedIn um, is that essentially um, you've got um, the, the information we're getting from LinkedIn is they're the making a pro privacy move. Um, so, so, so that's their that's their uh, positioning on it. Um, now, uh, I think Irina shared some uh, information in the chat with regards to what that looks like. Um, they're saying they're trying to protect people's privacy. There is an argument against this, 
but I we can accept that you know the privacy consciousness has increased amongst uh, human beings generally, um, and therefore outside of the recruiting and sourcing. Uh, community, uh, presumably a lot of people will be saying, yeah, sure, I have no problem with the oh, this re redaction. But it's nonsense. So maybe, um, go ahead, Irina, go ahead. I'm saying it's nonsense. If you read this thing in my blog that I also pasted here, the last phrase is, we want to give members control over how they appear. Now, they exactly took out that control. If you go to your preferences, I have everything public. LinkedIn doesn't respect that, okay? So LinkedIn forcefully made everyone private without asking members. Uh, now, I'm in touch with Dan Raid, who's a, Marcel has been in touch with him too. He's a fantastic guy. And uh, he said he will forward that, my blog post, to the trust department. But I'm afraid that we'll have no answer from them. All right, so Irene, is anyone clear on Irene's point there? Basically, what LinkedIn is saying, which is they're saying they're trying to protect privacy, that's well and good. We can kind of endorse that or at least understand the positioning, but they've done so unilaterally without consulting any of the users that that's what they've done. And it also appears that you can't overturn the verdict, right? So, so, the, so they've said, right, we're not going to allow large parts of your profile to be crawled by Google, let's say, and therefore discoverable on search. But you sometimes you may wish for that to happen. Um, so, for instance, if you're a candidate, then you probably want as maximum exposure as possible. It makes no sense for you not to be searched by recruiters. So presumably you would be one of those people that would say, actually, I want to be completely public. I don't want to be private right now. But LinkedIn is not pro providing or respecting that choice using you your language. You can choose your preferences, Tom. If you go to your preferences, you can still make everything public, Okay. <laughs> Well, you can make everything public, but is it actually it's being crawled? It's not yeah. respected. Yeah, so in other words, none of that makes sense. You can basically make your profile as public as possible on the set on your settings profile, but it's not going to be a published page that's searchable on Google. Quick question. It, is this Google? Is it all search engines? I mean, can I just uh, flick over to Bing? Search engines don't have a LinkedIn login, okay? None of search engines can log into LinkedIn. That means that Bing, which is also a search engine, Google, you name it, will not see this data. If in your country it still does, it will go away in a week, okay? So so basically, if, if people are seeing things that we're not talking about, it's because it's a stage rollout, basically. It's rolled out in one territory, and then the next, and then the next, and then the next, and eventually, globally, uh, we're going to see the dying of the light when it comes to LinkedIn. There are so two things happening. One is taking down profiles. Some are still public. And two, Google catching up. But this will happen. It's inevitable. Yeah. So so the question, is LinkedIn dead, dying, or what? It's probably dying, right? LinkedIn, LinkedIn X-Ray is probably at the dying phase, it looks like. Um, slow rather, death. Yeah. yeah, it's slow death and it's it will happen. Death. Okay, so um, if this happens, like how big a deal is it to sourcing, would you say? Um, I mean, open question to everyone really, including you, Allah. Uh, how big a deal is it for sourcing, your capability of doing your job? Um, what are I your think, thoughts? I think, you know, we all should be in agreement that, you know, probably there's like a 15% of recruiters, that's what we see as per the measures based on your study, like your poll, our poll, many other people's poll, like 50% of the recruiters, you know, they, they used X-ray um, primarily because they didn't have linear recruiter. Um, and because they didn't have linear recruiter, they had something different. They may have linear recruiter light, they may have linear premium, sales net, whatsoever. And, and as an addition to those licenses, they use X-ray. Now it's a really like those recruiters who who didn't have any paid account. That's 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 the really tiny minority of the recruiters nowadays. Like everyone is paying something. Like most of the recruiters are paying something to LinkedIn already. And again, as an addition, they were using X-ray. For them, it 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 will be it will be a trouble. Um, that's that's one. But for the rest of the recruiters, I would say probably more than ninety-five percent of the recruiters, it won't they won't even notice. That's one. The second, okay, Marcel, you can argue. That's fine. Um, I love it. Um, the other, what we certainly agree is that this will make a, a huge impact on on those search tools like you know like that use like utilize LinkedIn public data. You know the tools like the high the Seek, which is a you know amazing kinds of whatsoever. 
we assumed that these tools were, were leveraging public LinkedIn data and that's how they built their database, right? Um, for them, probably it will be, it will be a big crack. Like probably that, you know, for them it's, it won't be, it will be hard. Marcel, you said that uh, <clears throat> based on your experience, you say it's probably, you were just like nodding like this, Rob, and I said like, oh, no, 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 I, I, I totally agree person. with you. I totally agree with you because oh, most come of, on, most man. Of argue, argue, <laughs> fine. <laughs> most Let's make it interesting, people. <laughs> most of recruiters I train don't know anything about fixed rate, so they only use yeah, and they don't, and you know, and what is always saying. Sorry, one more thought, and I try to shut up. But but you know, I was just chatting with a recruiter, and she was she was using she was having LinkedIn recruiter light, I think, and X ray. And what was really interesting, you know, when she said that, I said, well, why don't you just pay for premium? You know, like, and she said, well, because I will have some limitations with premium, which is true, right? The premium search engine has multiple bugs and limitations. However, LinkedIn X ray has also had. It's limitations. I mean, people, like be frank. I mean, you know, with the search engines, we were not able to see more than what? A few hundred results, you know, and and that's what runs me crazy. You know, we we go full mourn for a solution which actually has never ever been any holistic, like ever any complete. You know, we had serious limitations within the next way. Okay, Mike. All right, yeah, Balash, let, let's I'll bring Mike in. Mike's gonna say something. Go ahead. So yeah, I would I would counter a little bit. There's there's some things that we've lost that I think we really have to acknowledge. The search capability we've lost, and there are unique ways to search through X-ray that we can't do natively inside LinkedIn that we've lost. So some simple things that we've lost, for example, we've lost synonyms, right? So like Google is very powerful. If you put in the word like software engineer as like a search and you were searching, it would look for software developers, programmers, SW engineer. It would have other synonyms, right? That's a simple thing that we've lost, right? We've also lost the wildcard operator, which LinkedIn does not have, which would fill in a few words. We've lost the number range operator. So if you were to say like somebody has managed 10 to 50 people, right? There's a number range operator that Google had that you could search for that we've completely lost. You can't do a number range on LinkedIn. Also natural language searches, right? We've been promoting that for years and we could use things like the, the around operator in Google to link a sentence together. Like you could say, I have 10 to 20 years of experience in supply chain management. And somebody might say that exact phrase on their profile, but if you use the around operator, you were able to find different variations of that natural language sentence of how somebody might say that. And so it gave you a lot of, a better opportunity to zero in on somebody very specifically that would be qualified for maybe a search you're doing and get a really clean, quick data set of candidates that were really accurate. Um, and, and I mean, those are just simple things we've lost. We've lost even, you know, th those were like kind of the baseline stuff, but there were other like really fun things that we were able to do that we can't do anymore. Fun things like um, recent job titles, like we could find people by like, instead of just any time in their past, we could find people that had the last, let's say three jobs, the, the, their last three job titles or last five job titles. People that were unemployed, we could find the job title that was associated with their last job that they left. Um, graduates, we were able to sync up their degree with their major and their graduation date. Like we can sync all three of those things together with X-Ray. We can't do that on LinkedIn directly. Past companies uh, synced with past job titles. We could say, I want to find all the Amazon warehouse managers um, that formerly worked at Amazon as a warehouse manager and did so between the years 2016 and 2020. Um, we lost recommendations text um, where we used to be able to search that or number of recommendations. So there's that's, all these you know, different that's really interesting cool points that we've lost. So just, you know, just one observation, like I 100% with you, Mike. I mean, I like all of these, you know, like search nuances, really. I mean, we all, I guess, in this school, right? Um, but as an active trainer myself, and I guess Irina and Marcel probably can, can also echo this one. We love these things, you know, like from, from a scientific perspective, these are extremely exciting stuff, really. I mean, you know, we can spend nights together to really like go deep into, you know, into the, the mechanism, how these work. But recruiters just, they don't learn these things. They, they cannot learn these things. They don't have time to, you know, to, to run, to conduct these searches. So, you know, for me, the, the whole interesting point is that, you know, we, we cry after something which people basically didn't ever use. 
and it's I I don't know for I think you know we cry after something else to be honest. Um, <clears throat> I think we there is something a totally different phenomenon that we have to we have to check now. Like at least that's you know Hong that was my. You know, that is my analogy with a with a high high end fashion, right? No, no, I I I mean, I'll bring you in a second. I think I understand Balash's point. Like, how how big a, a scope is it when, when it comes down to the usage of of you know Boolean techniques, X-ray searching techniques outside of a very narrow niche? Realistically speaking, it, it's it's always been a minority game. However, you guys have been successful training, right? I mean, you, you've, you've built businesses, training recruiters doing this. So there was an appetite for it. Um, and there was an emergence of like sourcing expertise, sourcing academies. There was a kind of a movement going around, which is like saying, okay, we need to actually develop advanced skills to interrogate these systems because we can't trust the systems to deliver us the result. Um, and, and that seemed to, you know, give people some sense of competitive advantage. One of the things I think could actually emerge from this outcome is that if everyone gets pushed to LinkedIn Recruiter, only, firstly, some of us can't afford it. So we might actually be locked out of being able to deliver uh, the solution. So I think it does debilitate recruiters that can't afford to go to LinkedIn Recruiter, um, which is, by the way, all the smaller players, the enterprise guys, fine. But if you set up a new company yesterday, for instance, suddenly you're no longer allowed to x-ray, you're going to be in trouble because your ability to supply service is going to be compromised. And sec uh, the, the second point is that perhaps we're going to end up discovering more of the same people if we're just going through what LinkedIn give us. Um, uh, like one of the ways in which um, I think having uh, be being able to x-ray is that we x-ray in different ways um, and therefore would surface up different candidates. So potentially we would diverse have a diverse slate of people to deliver to, 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 to the customers. Whereas now, if everyone's doing via the LinkedIn, you know, recommended way to find people, presumably we're going to get the same people. I don't know. Irina, you wanted to say something for a while, so let's bring you in on this. Yeah, how is my sound? I changed the mic. Is it any better? It's kind of okay, but go, go on. I'm sorry. I, I'll work with my technology. So I, I want to uh, answer one question that was up high in the chat. What do I do to make myself found on Google? So... On your profile, the beginning of your about section is seen. Put your job title there. Put what you do in the first sentence, okay? And then your articles are seen. You can put stuff there. A lot of your content is seen, right? Uh, and another thing, uh, I uh, people like Mike Santoro, who is a genius at X-ray, I agree that there are few, right? Few people uh, know how to X-ray people who come, our students, like a team would come, who has used X-ray, nobody. It's a typical case. But anybody who collects LinkedIn data, data providers on which uh, people aggregators write, they have two ways to collect the data. One way is public data. That way is bad because now their data will become outdated every day. Two, create, take, LinkedIn profiles and scrape it from within. This is being done. We actually, David and I spoke with a guy who, <clears throat> who explained how it's done. Uh, he does it for small uh, niches. So any, any data provider who depends on public data is in trouble. Will they resolve it? Will they send more fake profiles to LinkedIn to start getting fresh data? We don't know. Right? And uh, aggregators like uh, Seek Out, HireEasy, I believe they don't collect data themselves. They rely on some data providers. And that is sort of a little bit out of control. That's a problem. How many people here use people aggregators? Respond in the comments there, folks. I mean, basically, if, if, if you don't know what a people aggregator is, don't worry. But it's essentially a tool that um, is, is going to pull pull public data together, <coughs> excuse me, aggregate a sort of uh, disparate social profiles into a, a, a single profile that you can search in, a, in, a, in an interface. A lot of people do. I mean, these are popular businesses. Um, the likes of, uh, you mentioned a few of these products. Uh, I, I think probably uh, we can have sympathy with those providers, but at the same time, it, it was noticeable that they were kind of becoming particularly, you know, 
aggressive in saying, you know, uh, presenting themselves as a better alternative to LinkedIn. I, th- I think that kind of that kind of uh, marketing play is inevitably going to draw negative attention. So uh, potentially they've been um, slapped by this, um, and, and maybe they're the they're the ones in in greatest trouble. Um, but there's also cascade effects, um, uh, you know, as we mentioned. Uh, Mike, I think you want to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to comment on like the you know not a lot of people use X-ray kind of an idea. Irina published a great article about a year ago or so that said, who needs LinkedIn recruiter was like the title of the article. You could probably still find it. Who needs LinkedIn recruiter? And she outlined basically all the things that you can do with like normal LinkedIn and also like X-ray and like basically almost went, went like punch for punch with LinkedIn recruiter on how you could basically get the same value, the same type of searches out of X-Ray that you could out of LinkedIn Recruiter, which is their most premium product. And she was trying to make the case in that article that, hey, you don't really need LinkedIn Recruiter if you know how to use these X-Ray techniques, right? So I think there are a lot of recruiters out there that have not taken the step to get like a LinkedIn Recruiter license. There's a lot of other recruiters out there that have not taken that step yet because they never, you know, they were able to use these other wet methods to say, I can still get good value out of this without having to pay for it. But now you're really, if, if you don't understand how to search on LinkedIn recruiter or sales navigator or recruiter light, um, you really need to know how to do that. And that everybody's going to have to learn that um, if they're not, if they're not good at it. Mike, a really good point. And it's actually me, the person who didn't pay for a LinkedIn recruiter for a really, really long time. And so I've been really using this uh, X-ray uh, and teaching others. So what I know about sourcers, we are super resourceful. If something mm-hmm. is going to be taken from us, we will find a way to get something else. And so if you look to other industries, so I have never seen in other industries, industries for example, we will take tech, GitHub. GitHub is the place where all developers are, like LinkedIn is the place where all recruiters are. What is GitHub is doing? GitHub is never giving up uh, all the information uh, to publicly available for everyone. It's protecting users and users. If they're not happy with something, they can influence. So in a way, I, I, I believe that um, we can find uh, another solution or maybe LinkedIn is really going to face um, that the industry is not happy with the changes and um, they will have to do something about it or we're going to do something about it. And my personal experience, I work with China, Singapore. I don't use LinkedIn because it's kind of blocked there. No one is posting their jobs there. No one is using that the, the way like uh, we use it, uh, for example, in Europe. And, you know, I was still successful at my job uh, finding candidates. Um, everything is existing outside LinkedIn as well, like uh, communities, uh, meetups, groups, uh, and X-Ray actually there is super helpful. I will not survive this. Uh, I think I will not survive this. Um, without uh, ability to x-ray, to use uh, different swell cards. So that's just um, two cents from my side. No, the really yeah, important sure. uh, folks, this is only LinkedIn and basically the, the techniques of x-raying do, can be applied to other sites. However, I think the number of sites that will will uh, go down the LinkedIn route are probably going to increase. We've already seen Reddit do that, we've seen Stack Overflow do it. Um, the era of uh, of, of companies that have user behavior data, I think the walls are going to come up um, and we're going to have a very different world, which I think is going to challenge fundamentally the, um, the some of the core sort of the fertile soil from which the sourcing community emerged. So this is, this is I think, a, quite a significant issue. Um, uh, before I go to Irina, I'll, I'll come to you in a sec because we are flying through this show. Um, I want to make sure that this conversation obviously is going to continue even when we come off air, um, where we have to come off air in about 20 minutes or so. Um, But it's really important, I think, we all get together as a community and continue talking about it, because if we do care about it in one way or the other, it may well be through a public conversation we can do something to influence the situation. So take a moment, folks, grab your LinkedIn URL. We still have that, by the way. Go and stick it into the contact, uh, sort of the, the chat stream if you're watching this on Crowdcast and then connect with everyone who's done the same. Um, if you're watching this on any of the LinkedIn uh, lives that are out there, whether it's me, whether it's um, Juliana or Rob or anybody like that, uh, grab your LinkedIn URL and share it in the comment thread there and then connect with everyone else you see. Um, worst case scenario, you walk out of here with at least 100 plus 
uh, connections. Uh, it will boost your network, and I think it will improve your your crowd intelligence, your ability to keep on top of what is going on, um, which I think is is critical uh, situation for us. Um, okay, cool. Um, there's a couple of people raised their hands. Marcel, you haven't said uh, so much right now. Let me get get you into in, re involved in this. Um, what is your take on what recruiters should be doing going forward, given your assessment of the state of affairs? Um, let's say it is the case we lose LinkedIn X-Ray. I think it does debilitate sourcing capability. Um, you know, the, the sourcing departments right now will have KPIs that will say you need to do this, this, and this, and then suddenly you lose a big component of how you do your job. You're you're going to miss some of those KPIs. How do we recover from that? What do we do? Do we start articulating the fact we've lost a key pro a key tool, or, or what do we do? It's depending on what, what kind of roles you're searching for. If you're searching for, let's say, tech, you have to know how to X-ray and, and, and so on. But if you're looking for finance professionals, for example, in the Netherlands, they are all on LinkedIn. You have to be on LinkedIn. So you have to learn how to search on LinkedIn properly. You can use basic LinkedIn, you can use the Sales Navigator, Route to Light, or Route to Citrus. You have to be on LinkedIn. So it's really depending on what kind of uh, what kind of target group you're searching for before you even go outside of of, of LinkedIn. So, hey, for example, in the Netherlands, we have a very high penetration rate on LinkedIn. We have 85% of all people in the Netherlands have a LinkedIn profile. That's really huge. And I always train people, go for the easy route, find them on LinkedIn. Don't go outside for any other stuff. Please find yeah. them on LinkedIn. And bear in mind, every LinkedIn product will have its own different nuances. So you kind of right. got to get skilled in each. So it's kind of like driving different versions of the car, um, uh, depending on what sort of uh, account you've got access to. You got to learn how to get good at it, I guess. Irina, you got you had your hand up. Yeah, uh, you know the solution to that is to learn to search on LinkedIn, and very few people know how to do it. The problem with LinkedIn is it prompts you with selection. As soon as you select anything, you lose half of LinkedIn. You select years of experience, you lose uh, 60%. You select seniority, you lose 60%. Uh, you select a company, you miss people who are at that company. So the absolute number one recipe is do not use selections, at least in some of your searches, okay? Use Boolean, at least in some of your searches. As soon as you have selected something, two-thirds of LinkedIn are gone, okay? This okay. happens because LinkedIn is bad at recognizing, uh, recognizing its own data, okay? LinkedIn does not know that senior data engineer has a level senior and so forth. It's everywhere. LinkedIn is so not ready for AI. That's one thing. And the second thing is the secret search operators in Recruiter. Uh, if you don't know about it, it's it's time for one problem. Yeah, well, we do know about it because you published a, a, a sort of an article on this. So, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I read that book. <laughs> it's like and it's about the courses, Not not that secret anymore. Yeah. Um, there's one comment. Yeah. Like, um, isn't isn't it like a evolutionary story that I, I some days I just feel like you know when I was young um, <clears throat> I hate paying for grand transportation in Hungary to be honest because that was the cool stuff you know you don't you don't pay for underground because you know you just don't have a ticket and you know when when you are caught you know you just try to somehow escape you know from the control and that was all all over the great adrenaline game. Um, but that was when I was young and, you know, and nowadays I have no problem to pay for the ticket and, you know, understand that I actually have to comply with some things. And, you know, so, so according to Marcel and Irina, uh, that's also our experience is that recruiters don't even, recruiters usually leverage the really like tiny like usage percentage of the system. You know, they usually use the, the, the general keyword bar on the top and that's it. You know, they put something there, they run a search, they may use a few filters, as Irina said, you know, then they will exclude people that they will never really understand they have excluded and that's it. And then they rely on that search. So instead of trying to bring in new tools, trying to bring in new shiny methods, whatever, like 
as an industry, I think, to be honest, the best advice is that you have to learn to source on LinkedIn. You have to understand not just the secret operators, but, you know, even without the secret operators, there are plenty of things that you can use. You know, Marcel, you know, you had this location story. That's brilliant, to be honest. I mean, that's brilliant. And even that really easy to understand concept is usually a challenge to understand for, for most recruiters. So, you know, that's, that, that's the way I see it. You know, I think it's, it's fine that it's paid. We just have to adjust the books from now going on. We just have to adjust the recruiting budget. We have to allocate some money. And by the way, you don't need LinkedIn recruiter for everyone, like, but you have to pay something. So that's one, it's, it's not free anymore. Fine, it's gone. Second is that you have to invest more into teaching these people how to, how to use the system. And to be honest, sometimes I have this energy hunger, and I promise I stop, but you know, we blame ATS providers, right? Ella, you said that, you know, like a fantastic ATS is, is an oxymoron in itself, or what was that, you know, comment before? Not just together, um, yeah. <laughs> right, exactly, it's together, it, does, it doesn't work. But again, you know, on that point, like, again, you know, usually why we hate ATS systems because we don't understand how they work. You know, we don't understand how to use them. Often, this is the case. And that's somehow, I, I guess, is just an analogy to LinkedIn. Anyway, so I think, you know, we have to really, like, like no, shift. I, I, I get Sorry, what you're uh, saying. Go ahead, uh, Ala. Uh, just, I would say, if you're working the company and it's a recruiter, um, LinkedIn is a package. So it should be something that is paid for you because it's quite expensive. But what about tons of recruiters who are freelancers, independents, mm -hmm. consultants? I will not pay for LinkedIn seats myself. Um, and uh, for that group of people, I would say don't be uh, disappointed or don't think that it's the end of the world because you still... As a, recruiters are smart, sources are smart, you will look into graduates. You will partner with the universities that you know that people who graduate these universities usually makes a really good developers. So maybe I can have access to alumni or something local. So I would say we need to kind of think and protect also individual um, freelancers, as I'm also myself is. So because, yeah, otherwise big companies like LinkedIn can just eat us. In a way. Okay. Um, on, on this note, very quickly, if you have any particular questions for our guests, please use the question feature on the right hand side of your screen. Put the question in there. We're going to go to them in about five minutes. Uh, so uh, that's where we want to try and try and draw. I know a lot of people have commented questions, but the, the comment stream is, is moving too far ahead. Um, so ping them in there and we'll get to them in a second. Um, I, I do want to go back to this idea of the solo recruiter because the fragmentation of recruitment. Um, really was, I think, a positive thing um, because it meant that we had the customers had a lot more choice. You know, um, they can choose which type of pe person, that, and oftentimes a boutique service would be a better option um, than someone working agency or someone working for a big organization and whatnot. Um, and of course, we talk about budget allocation. That's important, but you know, if you're a solo player on first year, you know, running on not much, uh, paying for a license is a significant uh, roll of the dice. And by the way, the second question is. How much is LinkedIn Recruiter single license? Anybody want to put a number into chat? Let me know. Um, because that's the sort of thing that, you know, we might need to look at um, when we've lost uh, some of these techniques. And by the way, if our anticipation is correct that the uh, people aggregators will be debilitated, um, they were generally a cheaper option than LinkedIn Recruiter. I think that's generally how they sold uh, marketed their services. So, you know, that's uh, not a place where we can go there. 10 grand, people are saying. Um, looks like 10,000 10, US for a single seat, uh, 95K uh, uh, rand. I think that is about 10 grand. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's look, you, you can pay for it, but it's, it's depending on where you're at, it's, it's, a bit, it's, it's not an insignificant um, amount that you would, you would check out there. Um, okay, um, let's talk about sort of um, can we trust LinkedIn's results? Like one, uh, the third, a second concern or third concern I have is okay, let's say we all go down LinkedIn Recruiter, let's say we all get good at it, at least we, you know, best, best practice, etc. cetera. Uh, but, you know, can we trust what it produces and delivers to us? It seems that oftentimes if you obey what LinkedIn wants you to do as, as a searcher, it sometimes can give you the results that aren't actually what you, what you want. Um, what are our thoughts on that? Um, Mike, you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, so, I mean, I think if you're, if you're sourcing on 
LinkedIn recruiter at scale, you will recognize that you're going to get some false positive results um, and you're going to get some results where things aren't indexed on even LinkedIn. Like, like Irene has pointed out, like uh, somebody that's associated with a particular company might not be like tagged, so to speak, to that company properly. And so there are gaps. And if you use some or not everybody's company has a um, uh, the amount of people there or their years of experience aren't indexed properly. So uh, like, for example, my profile, the years of experience is not indexed properly. And so if you're searching for somebody and you're putting on those filters, you're going to lose some of the some of the results and they're not always going to be comprehensive or accurate. So what you what you think you're getting is not always what you get. But it's really the best that we have. So we have to kind of use what we have. Um, and I'll say for what you were saying, Hung, about like, what should you do? Like Sales Navigator is probably the cheapest option. And that'll give you a lot of sourcing power um, because it's got a, a more search capability than just your regular LinkedIn.com. Um, but on, but notably on, on Sales Navigator, you don't get like those kind of hidden operators that Irina has published. You have to have LinkedIn Recruiter or LinkedIn Recruiter Lite those versions to be able to get access to those, some of those, uh, you know, useful operators like headline and summary and um, that are kind of useful in, in some search capabilities. So I think it's just, you know, we're going to have to get better at LinkedIn searching. Yes, is the answer, but also the community as a sourcing community, we've kind of, I think you need to pivot more towards LinkedIn and say, okay, let's, let's teach how we can get better at LinkedIn as a community. Let's dive into how we can kind of exploit some of its features. Uh, let's really look at that. I think that's going to be really the key to the next phase. And at the same time that we're losing X-Ray, LinkedIn is also making these changes like LinkedIn Recruiter 2024. They're going to bring out some AI soon, search capabilities. They've just made a recent change last week where they're doing like a must-have, can-have kind of option in like the job titles field. Um, these are interesting things that, you know, we've all not explored yet that are going to add some nuances to maybe improve our search capability, even on like LinkedIn recruiters. So time will tell as these new features roll out, if maybe we lost some things, but we're gaining some things that are better. Who knows? We'll have to wait and you see. Know, what is really, really interesting is that, that when, when, a when a recruiter usually, when a recruiter has um, LinkedIn recruiter, they just forget that they can also use regular LinkedIn. And they, at least again, that's my, my, my impression that they sort of like have to, 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 you know, like the right brain and the, you know, left side brain is like my right brain is my recruiter brain. I, I've got Linear recruiter. I use it for my company and I have my other side of the brain, which I use for my pleasure. You know, that's my email, my inbox, you know, my wall. And what, what we, <laughs> we work hard to, to explain to recruiter is that even when you have LinkedIn Recruiter, you, you can use the other part of LinkedIn, which is by the way free, because there is a lot of search capabilities that you can use, you know, on the free platform, you know, like the universities, which by the way, are not accessible with LinkedIn Recruiter, right? So when it comes to post search, when it comes to network search, when it comes to university search, when it comes to, you know, whatsoever, like a list of things, event search, you know, those things are not searchable via LinkedIn Recruiter. So again, you know, like there are, millions of ways how you can find candidates with LinkedIn. And even if a LinkedIn recruiter search might be buggy, fine, it can happen, but you can get out of LinkedIn recruiter and you can go to a post search and you can check, you know, like that, that the network of people and you can tap into that network and move on and move on. Like, again, there are millions of ways how you can leverage LinkedIn. Um, and I guess, you know, that's the answer, Hunt, to be honest. Um, and that's, you know, what Allah said that, you know, sources are usually really playful and, you know, resourceful. Yes, because we know that, the same, you know, the, the challenge in sourcing is not to find someone, it's really just to find every potential candidate, but to find every potential candidate, you always have to change your aspect. You know, you always have to have a new, a, a new look on the talent pool, because if you always use the same look, you will always see the same people. Um, and that's, that's what recruiters don't, don't, don't really get or they don't really have time for it, to be honest. I, I, I don't want to be the blamer today, um, to be honest, and I have to Yeah, leave, no, no, um, no, no, Balash, I'm lazy, we, we I'm get the point. We, we, I, I sense your frustration, uh, but, but the bottom line is, <laughs> um, this is not good for people that need to find people. Um, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is basically, at, at the very least, you're gonna have to invest more time to relearn some techniques. It's difficult when you kind of spent time getting good at something and then suddenly you don't have the ability to use it so you can re-spend time and reinvest we're going to be slower i think in delivering to the hiring managers 
as a result of this in in as a, as an industry aggregate we probably will just slow down generally even basic things like doing validation like you might even know know somebody and you want to quickly check oh where can i find this guy previously you might be able to pull them up really quickly now you need to take several different steps it's going to slow you down from doing it so um i think our performance quote unquote as an industry probably takes a backward step um, as a result of some of these things. Um, okay, let's go to two to questions. I don't think we have too many, but let's pile through them as best we can. Um, we've got I'm Dana. Sorry, Hank. I, I, sorry, guys. I need to wrap up because I'm I'm, I'm flying. So um, can I oh. just say one last sentence? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's four. Um, at least here. Um, that you know, you just said that it's not ideal to, to find people. It's not true. It's 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 good to find people. I think what we what we have to say a lot. It's not easy to find people. And, you know, we have the tendency to believe that it's easy to find people. It's not. And that's why searching on LinkedIn is difficult, because it's not easy to find every person. I guess that's all. It's it's a hard job, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, every no, monkey no, but it has, has a job. What I'm saying is right? it's got harder for, for more people, and, and that's generally not a good thing. Um, but anyway, listen, um, let, let's keep uh, I'm in the middle of answering these questions. So safe flight, uh, Balash. We'll see you soon, okay? Thank you. Cheers. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Okay, so we're going to answer this question from Dana. Dana saying, okay, Irina, did you say that the beginning of the about section is still searchable? Uh, do you know how many characters? I think didn't uh, Marcel say eight you know, characters is searchable? Open your profile in incognito and count the characters. That's your space. Okay, I think if, I, if somebody counted them. It's 88, be, I think, isn't it, uh, Marcel? Go ahead. Feet. Yeah, I it's think 88. so. It's 88. Yeah. Okay. No worries. Um, Alone has asked a, a question as about LinkedIn talent insights. I think it is off um, sort of topic on this. We'll have to come back to that. I'm sorry, um, Alona. Okay. Listen, um, I think we're coming to the end of the show. We have to um, uh, just regroup. I think it's worth us keep talking about this. Obviously, there's going to be uh, more changes, more evolutions going on. Um, my own sort of advice to to anybody who's leading a sourcing team or you know currently doing sourcing is is number one, obviously, be aware of the situation and and avail yourself to what the the, the the scenario is number two also understand that your general performance of you and your team is probably gonna ha have a slowdown um inevitably so you need to know that you need to also communicate that to people who might expect otherwise from you um because you might suddenly start you know getting feedback to say where are my candidates because actually they need to know that we've lost a significant tool you got, we've got to regroup um and thirdly i don't know let's keep talking have linkedin made a permanent decision here i don't know like who made that decision um is it just a local experiment you know is it possible there might be a local middle manager that said oh let's do this and unaware of the consequences is it from the top? Who knows? Um, let's keep talking. Let's see what, what information we can find. If you get a snippet, you want to keep it confidential, whatever, ping me a DM, guarantee you confidentiality, source security, all the rest of it. We just want to know uh, where we're going with this and, and uh, uh, how confident we can or cannot be. All right, listen, we have to leave it there. We're going to try and bring this back. Um, essentially, we are do, we're going to probably do another show on this on the sources side. Right. I do intend to bring the aggregators in as well because I want to get their opinion uh, on this situation. I think it'd be very interesting to see how they're going to respond to this. Um, and uh, and yeah, hopefully we're going to keep talking. Folks, um, thank you all for joining. Um, Irina Shamaiva, Marcel van der Meer and Mike Santoro, thank you so much for joining us. Um, wonderful to uh, sort of get your insight, guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Cool. Okay. We'll say goodbye to Marcel. We'll say goodbye to Irina as well. Um, and yeah, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, follow the channel if you're interested in topics like this. Uh, we do this every week. Um, next week, I think we've got a re we're actually going to do something a little bit different. Um, we are going to do a special show that is focused on the US market in Pacific time. So it's going to be um, uh, on the 23rd. Um, 1 p.m. Pacific time. So it's going to be out of time for a lot of people in the UK and uh, Europe and so on. Um, but we're going to talk, uh, the reason why for this is because there's a really interesting report by a company called Checker, which is about the state of background checking compliance and it's US specific. So we want to do it at that time. So if you're interested in that show, make sure you sign up for it. Um, follow the channel if you're interested in anything else. Um, otherwise, thanks for watching. We'll see you uh, next time. Thank you so much, everyone. Cool. That was all right, Good wasn't it,
Yeah, I, 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 you know what, what I think is um, we did we did get get somewhere, right? So uh, some people will think, okay, maybe I need to give feedback to LinkedIn about my position. Maybe I need to become more creative um, and so look um, uh, for the talent somewhere else. Or um, as we all like uh, see that the Mike and um, Marcel and um, uh, Rina and Balash, they really know the subject very well. Like, uh, what is X-ray? How it works? What information is missing? What it means for me? So, I just um, really wish that uh, we will not be scared that much in a way, like or disappointed. Not scared. I think we disappointed sometimes that things are breaking and not working. But guess what? In in in, in technologies in in the current world, things are changing so fast. Um, technologies are like broken so fast. So I would say. I think we just need to uh, embrace uh, this um, changes and um, we will find the solution for sure. Like, I have never seen us uh, suffering from with no solution in hand. Never. Yeah, I think I think so. I think we need to be positive. But at the same time, I do think that, you know, Mike's not wrong to say that, you know, there's a mourning period because it is tough, uh, particularly if uh, this was a skill for you. Like a lot of people develop deep skills on how to do this and then psh, suddenly it's out um um but it's um we have to change i mean same with artists with ai like you know this there is ai right yeah. now that is creating the videos like a super top quality and you know like spotify right now um like i don't listen to it anymore like i i just get to the uh, summary and they get like all the juices right away so i think yeah like there's 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 no doubt that we're we're in the middle of just a huge amount of change and and we've all got to be you know we can't be sitting there being comfortable with what we know because firstly what we know may be wrong tomorrow based on changing circumstances um and secondly uh, uh, uh what we know may not may, may not be valuable so really really interesting anyway what you got what you got plans there sort of this weekend anything interesting Interesting. Amsterdam is like super rainy, so that's not big plans in a way. But I do wanna look into the topics that I was planning for myself to have like a goal to learn. And okay. um, I, I actually really struggle right now where to put my effort. Like uh, prompt engineering, a lot of people getting certifications. Should I? Um, maybe just a little bit more in the analytics side. So maybe build my own tools. Maybe I should continue learning JavaScript and Python. So, and it's like, yeah, it's very challenging. I don't think that sourcer and recruiter should be just one thing that we do well. I I want to add a skill in 2024 that is more technical. That's what I'm going to spend the weekend thinking. Uh, what is that skill I need for the to survive 2024? <laughs> and that's the that's the reason why you are on top of your game, Allah. You know, I would have thought you'd be partying, going to the club, but no. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, it's. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm boring person. Going to the Netherlands in a couple of uh, weeks. I'm not sure whether that's actually end of February, beginning of March. I might actually be uh, in Netherlands for a couple of days. Dev um, Worlds. Do you know this is the biggest conference happening? Dev Worlds. Um, yes, I do know DevWorld, but I didn't know when it was. I, I'm, I'm not going to it. Um, 29. Um, I'm, I'm happy to invite you, and there's going to no, be... No, 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 don't do that. Um, okay. yeah, not to say I don't want to do it. It's just basically I, 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 I'm flying back to UK, I think, 26th, 27th, um, and I, I'm not sure I've got that much time before I have to go again. So this is part of the reason why Coffee? I'm not sure. Hey, eh? Coffee? Yeah, I mean, basically, true Amsterdam, true Rotterdam, sorry, 1st of March. Uh, that may be the excuse for me to go. Um, and, uh, and yeah, anyway, that's a possibility. So if I'm there, I'll let you know. Oh, please, please, please. Sorry. All right. Yeah, nice so, show. Thank okay. you so much. No worries. Thanks for being great. I'll see you soon, okay? See you soon. Bye.